This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Awesome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we? Good. How is everyone in the room? How is everyone on the live stream? We could hear you. We are with you, and we are so glad uh, that you are with us, uh, watching wherever you are across uh, Lancashire, across the world. Who knows where you are? Well, you know where you are. Maybe you could let us know uh, where you are. Let us know that you're with us online, and it's so good to be together in the room as well. Uh, so, yes, uh, a few weeks ago, we started this new series, Church Is. Your church is Jesus's idea. Who's with me? Church is Jesus' idea. It's his body, it's his home, it's his family, it's his community, and Jesus is building his church. And that's what we believe, that despite any circumstances we might face, Jesus is building his church. Every day, people are coming to know Jesus all over the world, and his church is growing and expanding. And this morning, I want to talk about the idea that church is a community of transformation. The church is a community of transformation. It's a community. It's a body. It's, it's a group of people. It's a family, but it's also kind of bigger than a family. It's not just one family that look the same. It's this bigger family, this bigger network. It's a community. But it's also a community of transformation. It's people who experience the transformative power of Jesus in their lives in the community. And then those people go and transform the world around them. That's what we're talking about this morning. The church is a community of transformation. So what does transformation look like? That's my first question for you. What does transformation look like? If we could paint a picture of what transformation looks like, then what could that look like? Well, 20 years ago, this teenager, you're going to see his picture on the screen. 20 years ago, this teenager came to Burnley wanting to tell people about God and wanted to show what Jesus looked like. And uh, this is me, 20 years ago. And there's been a transformation. Uh, I miss the hair. I've got to be honest. I miss it. Anyone else think the hair should come back? The beard? Yes, I see those hands. Come on now. <laughs> on the live stream, you can tell us, hair back or, or, or not. Uh, I actually don't think it's ever going to happen. And I don't think it could happen. I don't even know how that happens. Because now the hair doesn't really go. There. Anyway, yeah. And the hair's gone grey as well. Not all of it. Um, but a bit, of the, a bit of the beard has gone grey. And 11 years ago, another teenager came to Burnley, wanted to make a difference, wanted to live for God. Let's look at what this, look at that. There we go, 11 years ago. Now, just in case you're thinking, who is that? Then uh, let's show another picture of transformation. 11 years later, this fine-looking young man. The years have been well. What does, what does transformation look like? Well, here's the dictionary definition of transformation. A marked difference in form, nature, or appearance. The biblical word is metamorphosis. You know, like, a, like looking at a completely different person. You know, you know someone's been transformed when you see them. Maybe years later you think, I know that person or I knew that person. But there's been a complete transformation, a marked difference in form, nature, or appearance, like looking at a different person. 
In a moment, I'm going to show you a clip from uh, the Alpha course. Uh, Alpha is an incredible a resource to the church. Millions of people worldwide have been through the Alpha course. It's an introduction to the Christian faith. And we are running Alpha uh, this year, Alpha Online. We have 19 uh, participants, which is awesome. Um, and uh, I'm, loving, well, I'm loving Alpha already uh, this time, Alpha Online. And I know there's going to be so many transformed uh, lives that are going to come through Alpha Online at Life Church. Uh, and every week in Alpha, we watch a short video um, about some, something to do with the Christian faith. And I saw this clip and I just thought, this is such a great example of what transformation looks like. So fix your eyes on the screen. And this is Eddie's story. I think of Eddie. Eddie left school at 16. He had no qualifications. He came to live in London. He was sleeping rough on the streets of London. He became an alcoholic. He started injecting himself with heroin. He injects himself so much that he had no veins left to inject. Started injecting in his groin. He got deep vein thrombosis. He had cirrhosis of his liver. He uh, had problems with his lungs. And he came very, very close to death. This is how Eddie looked, close to death. He came on Alpha. He came on the Alpha weekend. And during the Alpha weekend, he encountered Jesus Christ. Someone prayed for him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus set him free, free from alcoholism, free from his heroin addiction. He became a, a changed man. This is how my good friend, Eddie looks now. He's almost a full-time volunteer in the church. He says, I can't change my past, but I can change my future. I, he wants to contribute back to society. And he's doing that. He's making a difference to other people's lives now. And he's part of the church. I love that story. You can give God a round of applause for that story. That was great transformation, a marked difference in form, nature, or appearance. He didn't just have a makeover. He didn't just have a haircut, did he? There was a marked difference, a marked transformation in his form, in his nature, and his appearance. It was like looking at a different person. And we are a community of transformation. I'd love to welcome to the stage now someone that's much loved here in our Life Church community. Uh, so why don't you give a huge round of applause for the wonderful Polly. We, we, who would say Polly's wonderful? Yeah. Yes, a room full of people would say, and everyone online as well. Yeah, we love Polly for her cakes, for sure. That's definitely true. And if you've not experienced one of Polly's cakes, you will do one day. Uh, Polly's smile, Polly's generous spirit. Uh, but Polly, I want to talk about this idea of a community of transformation. But first of all, maybe just tell us your faith journey. How did you become a Christian? As long as I can ever remember. God's really? always been in my life, yeah. yeah. But... Until I come to Life Church, I didn't realise that I was following wrong roads. Right, okay. Wrong ways of worship. Wow. I've learnt a lot of things here. <laughs> so, yeah, how, how did you connect? Maybe you could face that way so all the wonderful people can see it. Don't worry. That's okay. They're all, everyone smile. Oh, you, can't, you can't see the smiles. Um, so, tell us. Come here. Tell us, yeah, how did you become a part when of When I Life walked Church? through them doors, I was absolutely broken. Wow. I'd had a really hard few years. 
gone through a second failed marriage, which absolutely floored me. I had a family member that was struggling really badly with anxiety that I felt I couldn't help. And I felt really lost. Mm. And then I got a text off my friend Anna yeah. to say that her son-in-law, her brother-in-law was speaking on this particular Sunday. I were in such a dark place. I just texted back and said, I'll see how I feel. No intentions are coming whatsoever. And then Sunday morning, I was so, so down. And I made myself a drink and sat down and this overwhelming feeling just came over me. Go. Wow. You can go home if you don't like it. Yeah. And from the minute I walked through them doors, my life has completely changed. That's amazing. And it gave me four words that has absolutely changed my life. Yeah. She came and gave me a hug. And she said to me, stop worrying. Give it to God. Wow. And from that day to this, that's what I do. That's awesome. Absolutely. Let's pause there. Absolutely. You can applaud that, yeah. That's, that's great. I love that. Give it to God. You know, that might be a word even for some people right now in the room, on the live stream, give yeah. it to God. And I love that, the power of an invitation. Yeah. You know, if you ever think my words, my actions don't make a difference. Well, I love that story with Anna. Great job, Anna. Just that simple invitation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you came to Life Church. You had this transformative experience. Well, my first, my first day at Life Church, I think people thought that I was a bit psycho because I just cried the whole hour. Because oh. it just felt like that man was speaking to me. Mm. And from that day to this, I learned how to pray differently. I learned that prayer is not just reading words from a book. It's not just coming to church on a Sunday morning and reading words. It's speaking the words from your heart. It's listening. That was something I'd never learned before, to listen to God. And that um, we don't always get the answer we want in the way that we want, but there is always an answer. And wow. I have felt God so close. This place has just completely transformed me. Wow. Completely. That is amazing. And my last question to Polly, then you can give her another pause in a moment. <laughs> in a moment. My last question to Polly is, so yeah, what, what does this church community mean to you? Well... There were a question asked, what, church, what is church? Now, yes. church, this is going to sound really dramatic, but I mean it from my heart. This church is my light out of the dark wow. because that is where it's led me. That wow. is exactly where it's led me. Every week that I come, every person that I speak to, they just bring so much, and it's just a community, so much of giving. Mm. You don't get, oh, you've got a problem, okay, I hope you're all right. It's, you've got a problem, how can we help, what can we do? Yeah. And it's not just words, they mean it. The help is there, and that means so much. That's amazing. So much. Now, this is my, now I'm going to be my last question. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not prepared to do this one, but I just wonder, <laughs> do you have maybe a, a message for your life church community? Yeah, give it Go to God. It. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Amazing. Amazing. Why don't we just show our appreciation to Polly? Can I say before I go? Yeah, yeah. Thank you to all you guys on a Sunday morning. I you speak, and I, I don't know if you ever realize how much your words mean to us. Amazing. And what a transformation you make in our lives. So I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you, Polly. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. That was good. We are a community of transformation. Transformation means a marked difference in form, nature, or appearance. Like looking at a different person. Now, I didn't know Polly before she came here, but I hear those words, I hear that story. When I came here, I was broken. And Polly uh, embodies so much of that generosity, so much of that welcome, so much of that life that we celebrate here at Life Church. So thank you so much. 
Polly. So that's my first question. What does transformation look like? Hopefully that's painted a bit of a picture of what transformation looks like. Second of all, what does, how does transformation take place? What does it look like? Well, how does it take place? How does transformation even happen? So I've got a couple of thoughts, and then don't worry. For those of you like, where's the Bible? We're getting there. How does transformation take place? Two thoughts on this. One is that sometimes transformation is this kind of catalytic moment, this defining moment, this dramatic moment. Sometimes transformation happens uh, through crisis. You know, for some people, a bit like in Polly's story, that brokenness, there's a brokenness, there's a crisis, there's a trauma, there's a disaster, there's intensity, there's pressure. And oftentimes transformation, not just spiritual transformation, but all kinds of transformation happens in those kind of moments. Sometimes in a dark moment, you know, sometimes in a dark night of a soul. Maybe the last six months you've had some dark nights of the soul. Maybe you've had some low moments. Maybe you've had some moments of doubt. Well, I would want to encourage you, lean in. All of that could actually be the beginning of a catalytic moment, of a moment of transformation for you. If you lean in and listen to Polly and give it to God, then actually what the enemy might have wanted to use for disaster, for a defeat in your life, actually could be the moment of breakthrough, could be a catalytic moment of transformation. And the second way that transformation often happens is through a process over time. You know, sometimes we don't know, do we? Sometimes we can't see the change in ourselves or see the change in others until you look back. Have you ever experienced that? It's when you look back over time and you think, wow, I've come a long way. I'm a different person. And maybe it wasn't one dramatic moment. Maybe it was a process over time. Maybe it's lots of little but great decisions over a journey. Can I encourage you again to open yourself to God? It might be a moment. There might be a moment on its way. There might be a moment around the corner, a moment of transformation for you. But it might be that God is leading you through a process of transformation. And in the middle of this message, I'd love to pray for us. I'd love to pray for us that we'd be the kind of people that would say, we're open. We're open for what God might want to do. So everyone in the room and everyone on the live stream, let's just have a moment, a moment where we pray. And that's our prayer. God, we are open. God, we are available for a moment of transformation. God, we are open for a process. God, we understand it might take time to get to a place of transformation. But God, we are open and available to you. Can I encourage you to make that your prayer? To be open to what God might want to do in you in this season. Because we are a community of transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, here's a scripture that I want to share with you. This is 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 10. Everyone good? Everyone with me? 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 10. We are a community of transformation. It's on the screen and let me read it to you as well. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Allow, these word, allow, allow yourself to imagine what these words look like. Whenever I read that line, God's special possession, I imagine God holding something precious I don't know if you've got something precious, you know, a precious item. You know, like a child, you hold onto their hand, don't you? You know, something precious, something valuable. 
You are God's special possession. He doesn't hold you so tight that he breaks you, but he holds you in his hand. You are precious to him. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once outsiders, now chosen, adopted into the royal family. Once living in shame and guilt, now God's special possession, holy and blameless in his sight. Once with no song to sing, now filled with a song of praise. That's my story. Is that your story? That is our story. We are a community of transformation. You know, my story is that I grew up in church all my life. Uh, Since being a baby, uh, I've been in church. Uh, My parents were the first Christians in their family. Uh, They brought me to church, as as I said, as a baby. Grew up through all the programs, kids programs and youth programs and youth events and summer camps and everything. Church life all through my life. Went to a church school. So my life was completely immersed in Christianity. You know, everything in my life in some way was connected to the church. And like lots of people, you know, I, I look and I really look, I look back on that with lots of great memories, lots of fondness, and lots of, uh, you know, family memories. You know, like when you think back to family holidays, you know, I, I remember those times with a lot of fondness. Then as a teenager, like a lot of people, the questions that I was asking, the, the things that I was thinking didn't seem to really connect with what was happening in church. And there was nothing wrong with what was happening in church, but it was becoming less relevant. Less relevant not just because of the style, but less relevant because of the topics. What was being talked about wasn't speaking to my soul. You know, what was being talked about wasn't speaking to my mind. It wasn't answering the deepest questions that I was asking. Until I had a moment, you know, I had a, a catalytic moment, a transformation moment, where I opened myself up to God and said, God, I want to know you. I see you at work in other people's lives. You know, maybe you've heard Polly's story today and you've thought, I want Polly's story. Now, you can't have Polly's story because that's Polly's story. But you can have the God that Polly knows. You know, you can know the God that Polly knows. You can know God for yourself. That was my story, 15 years old. Became a Christian, I experienced the God that I saw other people experience. And then everything, everything became orientated around the kingdom of God and the church, and you couldn't keep me away from church. I drifted away from church for a few years as a teenager, but then 15 years old, you couldn't keep me away. Every day after school, you know, every night, volunteering, serving, every way that I could, be involved in the life of the church. And this scripture became massive to me as a young person, you know, because that was my story, feeling like an outsider, feeling like a reject, and then suddenly knowing I belong to God. I'm part of God's chosen people. I'm chosen by God. I'm known by God. I belong to God. But then this other realization that it wasn't just about me. Have have you come to that place where I'm chosen by God? I belong to God. I'm God's special possession. I'm welcomed home, as we spoke about last week. But it's not just about me. Reading 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 10, I began to realize this is for other people. Other people need to be welcomed home. Other people need to know that they're accepted. 
that they're welcomed by God, that they're forgiven, that there's no more guilt and shame, that they can have a new song to sing. They can have a new narrative, a new story over their life. If they're lost and broken, then they don't have to remain lost and broken. They can come home into the church, come home into the arms of God. So I began to realize, actually the church, as well as I experienced transformation, it's a movement of transformation. It's a community of transformation. You know, the church is the biggest volunteer organization in the world, on the planet. It motivates and mobilizes and empowers and equips more people than any other organization on the planet. Children's work and youth work and food banks and in the UK, cap centers, care for the elderly, prison chaplains, care for the forgotten, the broken, those in recovery, innovators in business and the arts and the church is engaged politically around social reform, shining light into dark places, transforming communities all over the world. As a young person, I realized it's not just that I belong to God, I belong to a community of transformation. And this community of transformation has been transforming communities for the past few thousand years. So, what about you? What about me? What about each one of us in this community? I've got two challenges for us this morning. Are you up for that? I know life is challenging. I know maybe you feel like you've got a lot of things thrown at you already. But I've got two challenges for us all this morning. First one is this. Allow Jesus to transform you by getting involved in the life of the community. Simple challenge on the screen there. Get involved. Now, some of you have just, this is your first time here this morning. You're welcome, but you're also welcome to get involved. <laughs> Allow Jesus to transform you by getting involved in the life of the community. Because here's the truth. We are transformed in community. We know some of us can't be physically in the room at the moment, but you are still part of the community. We are transformed in community. We're not transformed in isolation. We're not transformed when we're disconnected. We're transformed in community. You discover who you are in community. You discover why you're here in community. You discover your true identity in community. Can I encourage you? Maybe Jesus wants to transform you in this community by being a part of community. Now, some people have this mentality that says, I need to escape and get away so Jesus can transform me so I can get back involved. No, you were transformed in community. I love that in Polly's story earlier. That is Polly's story. When she engaged in community, she experienced transformation. Simple reflection question for each one of us. How can I get more involved in the life of this community? This is not a pitch. That is a question for you to reflect on. How can I get more involved in the life of this community? And can I say this? Don't count yourself out. If you're thinking, well, I can't get involved because of this in my past or this in my present or I carry this brokenness. Don't count yourself out. Time and time again, the church is built by the broken. It's this incredible dynamic in, in scripture and in history and in the kingdom of God. But time and time again, God calls those that other people would ignore. And God builds his kingdom through broken people. It's just this incredible dynamic that we see at work all the time. So don't count yourself out. 
What area of your life would Jesus want to bring transformation to? That's another question for you to think about. What area of your life would Jesus want to bring transformation to? That's a great question for you to ask. God, what are you wanting to change in me? God, what do you want to change in me? If Jesus wants to transform your character, he might, want, he might place you in testing situations. So if God wants to transform your character, your patience, maybe, your generosity, maybe. If God wants to transform your character, your inner person, then he might put you in testing situations. He might put you with some testing people. Have you ever been in scenarios where you're like, God, take me out of this situation? God, take these people away. God, take these people out. Have you ever prayed that? Don't pray that. <laughs> so sometimes we're asking God to deliver us from a situation or deliver us from these people. Well, actually, God is saying, in order to transform you, I've placed you in that situation. Or I've put those people around you because I want to tr- change you. I want to transform you. If Jesus wants to transform your character, he might want to place you in testing situations with testing people. If Jesus wants to transform your mindset, he may take you out of your comfort zone. Anyone been out of the comfort zone in the past six months? Yes. But if Jesus wants to change your mindset, transform your mindset, what he may well do is take you out of your comfort zone. So a lot of life, I think, is, a, is recognizing the gift. You know, recognizing this is a gift. God is actually trying to do something here. God is ahead of this. God is leading and guiding. God wasn't surprised by anything. God wasn't surprised by the last six months. God isn't surprised. He's leading, he's guiding, he's ahead, and he's leading you into a place of transformation. So recognize the gift of the situation or the people or the mindset shift. I'm having to think differently. Well, maybe that's a gift from God. Maybe God wants to transform your mindset by taking you out of your comfort zone. So the first challenge is get involved. And the second challenge is this, is to bring life. We are a community of transformation. That's what the church is, a community of transformation. Transform people, being transformed by Jesus in community. And then the awesome privilege is we then get to transform the world around us. So my first challenge is get involved. My second challenge is bring life to the world around you. Again, a simple reflection question for you might be, where can you bring life to the world around you this week. Now, maybe just for a moment, have a think about your week coming up, the people that you might interact with, the places that you might go to. Holy Spirit, where can we bring life to the world around us this week? That might be a great question for you today. Where can I bring life to the people around me this week, to the world around me this week? I read this great story a few days ago, about a guy called Francis Collins. Francis Collins is one of the leading scientists on the planet. Um, He's now, I think, in his 60s. But when he was in his 20s, he became a Christian from a non-Christian home, um, was rising in the world of science, and he's recognized as one of the top scientists in the world, currently um, working on the pandemic, you know, with lots of other top scientists working on a way out of this thing. He's part of leading that conversation, one of the top scientists in the world. But in his 20s, as he was doing his medical research, met uh, a lady that reminded him of his grandma that was on her deathbed. And this lady began to talk to him about Jesus, began to talk to him about her faith, 
began to talk to him about the confidence that she had in God for this world and the world to come. And it challenged Francis Collins. It made him think questions he'd never thought before. He was a pretty confident guy, a very intelligent guy, had an understanding of how the world worked. But suddenly, this older lady's questions began to challenge his worldview and set him on a path to want to know more, to discover more. And Francis Collins became a Christian. And as I said, is now one of the world's leading scientists, one of the world's leading thinkers, led the Human Genome Project uh, a few years ago. Incredibly intelligent guy. What I love in that story, it was just this one older lady who was facing death at the end of her days that brought life to him by just asking that simple question. I've shared about God with you. I've shared my faith with you. Where are you? What do you think, Francis? What do you think about God? What do you think about life now and and life to come? And that question sent Francis on a pathway that has transformed his life and transformed many people around the world. This week, who can you bring life to? Like in Polly's story, it might be a simple invitation, a simple text that encourages somebody. It might be reaching out to somebody with thankfulness, with gratitude, with loving kindness. This week, where can you bring life? We are a community of transformation. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation, and the nations with the good news about Jesus.